Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Okay, guys, it's time to list off the pseudo-legendary Pokemon. So we got Dragonite, Arcanine, Whoa. Tyranitar, wait, wait, Sav- wait, Maximus. Uh, yeah? Arcanine's not a pseudo-legendary. Um, you know, yeah, it's not an actual legendary, but it's still a pseudo-legendary, though. No, no, it's yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, it's Pokedex entry says the legendary Pokemon. How is it not yeah. a pseudo-legendary? No, it's not It's not a pseudo-legendary. It's just the legendary Pokemon. So it's not a legendary or a pseudo-legendary? I, it's neither, actually. It's just, it's just the classification. It's like a duck, like when they call Pikachu a mouse. So it's, mm. it's, <laughs> it's the legendary dog Pokemon. But Pikachu is a mouse. So so is Arcanine. Um, so Arcanine is a legendary. I've been lied to. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! Paco! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Paco! Grab your friends, it's that time again. again. Listen to the show with the phone oh, never bends. It's Bucko. Bucko. Oh, yeah. Bucko. It's your host, String Attach, and your co-host, whoever you have. Bucko. Bucko. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And welcome to the 232nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here with my wonderful co-host, Mr. Maximus, and the fluffiest Moonsigart. And we are here to bring you one more Pucklicious episode, not saying this is the last one or anything. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, so, where did that come from? So long, no, so it didn't come from anywhere. I was just, I was just, I said one more and I didn't want people to be like, oh man, this is the last one. He said one more. And uh, I mean, I meant like another, you know? Guys, watch out. If Pikachu is the book of the episode, you have to be worried. I mean, it already was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was the decoy. That was the decoy. To make you think that you don't have to be worried if Pikachu is the book of the episode. But yeah. this time, it might be the real thing. <laughs> Unfortunately What's... not. Sun and Moon are coming out. I can't stop doing this. Unfortunately? Uh... <laughs> unfortunately not? <laughs> Maximus, we have our work cut out for us. 
This yeah. guy wants to quit on us. I'm not going to quit. There's no way for me to quit right now. <laughs> the hype train is too real. Fine, we'll throw you a parade, but we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you are new to the podcast, this is the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a name we came up with in 2007. Um, we are more than a podcast, though. We are also a Pokemon community. You can check us out at PucklePodcast.com. And you can come and hang out with all of us. Everybody on the show is somehow contactable there. Um, we're, we try to be very close to the fan base because this is Pokemon. The whole point is to play Pokemon, right? Actually, oh. the whole point of the community, according to Thatch himself, was to find himself some friends to play Pokemon with. Whoa. So, <laughs> you not say make me that sound yourself. super lonely, okay? <laughs> I don't want to sound super lonely. You said that yourself multiple times. I, I have. You, I absolutely have. I'm not saying you needed them. I'm saying you wanted them. That's I've different. already begun my speeches for the. I've begun. I've begun to write my speeches for the 10 year anniversary of Puckle. Oh my god! So, I, I've got something worked up. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> that's part of the speeches, you know. I'm not. Con- I'm not conceited at all. I, I'm just writing speeches for like a year and a half for now. I think when you spend 10 years making a Pokemon podcast, you earn the right to make at least one speech. (laughs) (laughs) Just one. That's all I want to do. At least. It'll be like a press conference, you know? Uh, Mm. No, for the the 10-year anniversary, like, we have to do something big. Oh, yeah. We absolutely do. Like, you might actually keep the YouTube running five months in a row. Yeah, probably. I did really good for like three months. I did really good for like three months. I'm uh, starting to sound like Gator. I'm sorry. <laughs> the next, uh, the next, the next big endeavor I think is going to be a Puckle Twitch. Ooh. I think that one's more doable for my end because there's very little editing involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean... that. There's more to come on that. There's more to come on that. Uh, I've definitely come up with some ideas for what we're going to do to kickstart it, but I need to figure out how to keep it rolling after we kickstart it. So. Oh. Uh, more, more on that in the next, uh, I guess two months now. Cause this is May now. Oh man. Yeah. Crazy. Yay. Crazy. One you know what that means? It means in like four weeks I'm getting married. <laughs> I was thinking you were about to say, you know what that means? It means that since Korokoro promised news in May, Reddit <laughs> is already going to be swamped with people saying, Hey dude, where's my news? Oh my gosh. It's going to happen starting the 9th. <laughs> I think it's going to happen starting tomorrow, but at first it's just going to be people joking about it. Yeah. Yeah. The day after tomorrow, I'm not so sure. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, uh, yeah. So, well, let me ask you guys what I usually ask you at the beginning of every episode. What have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Nice segue. Well, let's kick with you. Let's start with you, Maximus. Well, um, right now I'm right now in the, what was it called? The. Quick flash, or oh, are you doing the flash flash? flash. There we go. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of brutal out here. <laughs> I will not believe how many how many switcheroo and how many trick Pokemon there are out here. There's, oh my gosh, there's, there's, there's so many. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I am so glad I have my Chandelure who's already scarred. <laughs> that way, if they get if they trick, they're stuck in trick. <laughs> That's best. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, it's just so annoying. Oh man! No, I when I was practicing for that, I di- I didn't participate because I switched gears to the, like this mid season showdown thing that we'll talk about here in a little bit. 
Um, but mm-hmm. I switched gears to VGC, but beforehand I was, I was running, uh, I think I talked about this, like Agron with a cut sap berry and uh-huh. that worked out pretty well, but I mean, it's too late for anybody to make any decisions now. So <laughs> yeah, by the time this airs, uh, the it's going to be over. It's going to be over. So, it's going to yeah. be over. What are, what are you running Maximus? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually running. Um, a home team set. I'm running Gliscor, Snorlax. Oh yeah, my Chandelure. Um, a Pokemon I didn't I added to the team that I didn't think it was gonna do as well, but did well was my Dagger Rock, my Barbarical. Really? That's kind of cool. It's adamant. My I have White Orb on it. Once I mm-hmm. did that, um, Stone Edge, not Stone Edge, but Shell Smash. Yeah. I just went off that yeah. Razor Cell, Stone Edge, and Poison Jab. That's awesome. It's been doing work, especially with fairies. That's really cool. You put, you put poison jab on a barbarical. It's like you specifically engineered the Pokemon that has the biggest power to repel me. Like, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've run to a lot of tables out here. I've become like, a fan of a barbarical. I have lately become a fan of barbarical. He is like... Uh, Shamu and I were using it to test gym leaders. By the way, gym leader stuff will be sent out this week. I am just running behind on literally everything right now. Um, and tonight they will be posted for the patrons, uh, their official shirt. I am wearing it currently. Um, and so, so I'm going to, after the show's over, I'm going to get pictures taken and then to do my monthly Patreon post. Um, then, yeah, I don't, I had to double check some other things, but. Yeah, um, Barbarical, though. That's what we started talking about. Um, Shamu sent me uh, a team with that so we could use it to test the gym leaders. And I have become a fan of Barbarical. I, it was one of those Pokemon that I forget about. It's like one of those forgettable Pokemon from Gen 6, you know? And I'm just like, no, this thing's not forgettable. It is useful. I wish it was forgettable. I'm sorry, I'm very shallow and I can't get over the way it looks. It freaks me out. Oh, it looks awful. Uh. <laughs> uh, anything else, Maximus? Um, other than that, oh, I just came. Let's see. Oh, just Friday night I had the chat meetup. Was that good? Little, it was pretty good. Good. I had, awesome. Had a few people added a few posts that I could once I got my 3ds back. <laughs> like, yeah, once I got home. So yeah. All so, right. Yeah. No I good. wanted, I <laughs> wanted to attend, but I fell asleep. <laughs> I couldn't stay awake. I mean, that six-hour time difference just kills us, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what about you, Winsicott? What have you been up to, Pokemon, since we saw you last? Mm, well, a uh, bit of this, bit of that. I picked up my Soul Silver Nuzlocke again, for real, this time. Ooh. I got past the first encounter. I restarted, obviously, and then I went ahead. Uh, I was really, really lucky because um, I've beaten three gyms so far. And in all three gyms, my bacon was saved by my dark cave encounter. Bros of the Geodude. Hmm. Hashtag, if you get that reference from the name, you have very good taste in Nuzlocke comics, by the way. <laughs> um, Brozef has saved my bacon three times so far. It has a nature that um, adds to its defense and lowers speed. So it's oh. like 
the perfect cheer dude. I yeah. love him so much. I keep like misremembering the levels of the gym leaders. And so I keep going in underleveled and thinking, <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to get swept, I'm going to die, everything is going to be ruined. And then Rosef steps in and saves me. I love that guy so much. I, I did have to, like, the entirety of Bugs' gym was saved for me because I had randomly picked up a next defense along the way. Ooh. Because, uh, unfortunately, Rock does not resist Bug. And no, it doesn't. Scy yeah, Scyther's U-turn was doing over half to my Geodude. And I yeah. was too slow to get a, def a defense Carl up before the Scyther could U-turn on me. But I had an X-Defense, and that saved the day. Oh, man. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and the other bit of luck I had lately was that yesterday I was randomly soft-resetting for um, the three legendaries I had in my Y game, which I mm -hmm. kept starting over and over again, but I had a Jirachi and a Hoopa and a Zygarde in there uh, because, you know, Zygarde is available these days. And I was looking for a Jolly Jirachi because I already had, like, uh, one that could be used as, as a special attacker. Mm -hmm. it, it's not perfect, but it's decent enough. And so I was looking for a Jolly Jirachi. I got one almost right away. The defense was terrible. And so I thought, mm, I can do better. I got another one, but both defenses were terrible. And I thought, mm, no, I can do better. And then, after a while, I got a timid one. And I was like, mm, it's timid. Wait, these IVs are mm -hmm. <laughs> 31, 31, 31. 31, 30, 31. I think I'm going to keep this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty good. Special Jirachi coming up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'll find a way to make it work. It's just too good not to use it. Absolutely. And then I got a decent Hoopa. I wasn't really trying for that one because, you know, Hoopa. I'm yeah. not going to use it. Well, it's banned now, too, right? It's Uber. I well, not, not baby use, Hoopa, but big Hoopa. I wasn't going to use Unbound, because Unbound freaks me out almost as much as Barbarical does. <laughs> uh, but baby Hoopa, maybe someday. And then I got a Zygarde. It has a neutral nature, which is really not ideal. No. But he also has five perfect IVs. Hmm. And it's only missing special attack, which Zygarde is not going to use anyway. Yeah. And I looked at Smogon, and even Smogon can't decide which nature is vaguely useful in Zygarde. So, guess what? Neutral nature is going to work for me. <laughs> they all don't work. None of them work. <laughs> exactly! Might as well not mess around with five perfect IVs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, as for myself... I went, as I said, to uh, the mid-season showdown here in Columbus this mm -hmm. uh, past weekend. Uh, there was a mid-season showdown on Saturday and then a premiere challenge on Sunday. Um, I went to both. Uh, I got First of all, I got to meet up with R Sigma from Puckle. Uh, really great. He's really, he was really fun to hang out with. I was, I'm a big fan. Um, I, again, I'm just like, I'm super hyped to meet anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I went and I met up with, I forget his name, uh, C, 
over at his restaurant. He invited me over and I got to meet up with him. That was great. Meeting up with R Sigma was great. And it, it, I mean, it was a good time. Um, the mid season showdown was definitely way more competitive than the premier challenge because it had more championship points up for grabs. Mm. And so, um, Misty didn't participate in the mid season showdown. She showed up late anyway. Um, but I participated, I went like two, three, which isn't like bad, I guess for my first like showing. Yeah. And, not just- I mean, and then another one was really close because I only lost due to like two crits from my opponent. But oh. again, that's Pokemon, right? And yeah, yeah, I guess. And then today we did the premiere challenge. Misty was in that as well. We both went two two. Mm. Um. Oh, by the way, our Sigma actually placed in the top seven of that mid season showdown. Top eight Ooh. of the mid season showdown. Nice. So Way that's go. really good for him. And then today he actually got second in the premiere challenge. Whoa. Um. Misty and I were one battle away from both being in the top four as well in the top cut for that premiere challenge, but we both uh we both lost. Um, I lost because uh, there was a sp- it was a Groudon versus another Groudon, mm-hmm. and we were speed tied. And so what happened was we decided, oh man, we're speed tied. And what happened was he won both speed ties. No, had, had I won just one of those speed ties, I probably would have been okay. Oh man, um, because we both were running Groudons with just enough special. Ad- Special defense to withstand a 252 uh, invested special attack earth power from Groudon. Oh. And so, like, he just had a little bit. But I got some chip damage off on that Groudon. So all I needed to do was Was just land an earth power. And I would have been fine. And he he beat me in the speed tie, and he earth powered me instead. And it was so sad. (laughs) Uh, But Misty Misty did really well for never playing BGC before. (laughs) <laughs> I just like I just like handed her a team and I'm like this is and we played like a match or two beforehand and she kind of got into it. it. Yeah, that was it. Like no joke. Wow. Um, she picks up on this stuff really fast compared to me. Like <laughs> she's she's really good. What happened was she also played the guy who won the midseason showdown the day before. Mm-hmm. She played him with the team that I used by the way in the midseason showdown and she beat him. Wow. <laughs> like I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> she probably would have made go, Misty. She would have made yeah, it to the top go. cut too, but because she used a team of mine, um, so I intended to get an ability capsule for this Kangaskhan that I bred because mm-hmm. it didn't have Scrappy; it had an early bird instead. Oh, but I just didn't have the time to do it, and so I just gave her the Kangaskhan, never thinking like she's gonna need to fake out a Gengar. Probably not. That's probably not gonna happen. It and she did. It happened. <laughs> you, she you didn't have Scrappy. He could have called me up. I have like six ability capsules from that time they were on sale on the global oh, link. Oh, that's true. I, I I mean, I just did it real quick. I wasn't thinking of it. The premiere challenge was way more casual than the midseason showdown. Mm. Uh, I'll say that. I mean, the midseason showdown was like, it was kind of intense because you have people walking around saying like, oh, I have like 400 championship points. Duh, 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 duh. And it's just like, okay, I have zero. I just came here to have some fun. And... <laughs> Hashtag tone it down. <laughs> yeah, like really, just just calm down just a little bit, right? <laughs> and you know, there are just a lot of like the especially at this point in the season, like um, I I don't think it was a good time to go to like my first event. To be fair, because this is when everybody who's really close to the cutoff point is trying to get in on the cutoff point. Oh, for right? worlds, right? For, for worlds, yeah. Mm. Because I mean, I, 
unless you're like sitting super cherry, you can't. You have to like get top one twenty eight at nationals or something like that, right? Oh. And you know, so a lot of people are like fighting for these championship points. And to be fair, I didn't want to be one of those guys that top cutted and then like, yeah, I'm not going to use these championship points. And oh, lucky I enough, I was bad enough to not get that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a good time. I mean, I I would suggest if anybody has the chance to like go check it out. I think I spent like twenty dollars on entry fees this weekend, which isn't that bad. I mean, considering that I'm probably going to drop like fifty bucks on entry fees for side tournaments at nationals. Yeah, I'm saving up. <laughs> oh man, I'm dro- like now that I know what's happening, I'm going to drop like fifty bucks on tickets to get into those side events. You don't even know. Um, I'm just I'll just keep glaring at my wall. Yeah, I Just, mean, we're gonna, uh, we might be streaming some of it. Okay, Whimsicott. Okay. Uh, sure. If From not, I'll, we'll event. make it. We'll make an awesome vlog that you can watch later. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll come to Italy, and then we can meet up, and we can go do Pokemon things. Oh man! Yeah. I'll go to an Italian championship and go get some championship points. <laughs> well, the Italian championship usually happens really close to my house. So does it really? Like the yeah, national like, one? Yeah, nationals. Really? That Asago thing you think you thought you were mispronouncing and you were pronouncing exactly right. Oh yeah. It's a thirty minute drive. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I should It's like on the other side of Milan. One day I will do that. <laughs> um I'll just be like, you know what, I need some championship points. I'm gonna go to Italy. You're going to spend a thousand or more dollars on a plane ticket. I mean, it's also to go meet Whimsicott, so, like, it's not a complete blow. If you spend over a thousand dollars, I guess you're the one getting a hug. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think think hugs are are just the thing that happens. (laughs) Uh, If you spend a thousand dollars. Without a thousand dollars, I mean, your I would do hugs it. have a price tag on them. Oh, that's that's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that should be like a Patreon stretch goal, <laughs> like a thousand dollars a month. A month with one thousand dollars a month, Thatch is gonna get like the plane equivalent of an interrail ticket, and he's going to go around America <laughs> hugging people from Buckle. That's I think that's how it works. <laughs> I think that's how it yep. works. That's doable. I think that's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to get you a Thatchmobile. <laughs> you're going to take two months off and drive around the country hugging people. I think that I think that's what we have to do. You heard it here, guys. $1,000 a month on Patreon. <laughs> you, you, I'll drive around the country and hug everybody. <laughs> Wait, what if they're paying outside of the country? Like Whimsicott? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think with a thousand dollars a month, you can. I can. Like, I can afford to fly month, to her. Yeah, you can take a month out of the year to fly around the world. There we go. Perfect. All right, <laughs> that's <laughs> enough of that. Let's. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna cut it right here, guys, and we are gonna come right back at you in a moment with the news. So, cue the epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. 
in the news is not a lot of too many terribly exciting things. <laughs> um, the first being Darkrai is available now in the United States and Europe and everywhere, depending on where you need to go. You do need to get a co- serial code card, though. It is not through the Nintendo Network this month. So you can go to uh, GameStop in the United States, um, EB Games in Canada, which is just GameStop called EB Games. Um, <laughs> you go to Game in the UK, which I'm p- pretty sure is still GameStop. Uh, <laughs> well, most of these are similar, I think. I think they're yeah. all owned by the same people, though. Um, EB Games in Australia, Game in Spain, GameStop in Germany, Micromania in France. I do not think that's GameStop. No, I um, think the French and Belgian and uh, uh, Dutch uh, yeah. stores are different. Probably the Scandinavian. Well, one in Italy, is you also go well. to Micromania. No, I go to GameStop. Really? Okay, yeah. Serbi's bad and should feel bad. Uh, you're reading a different Serbi from mine because it really? literally say Italy GameStop. It's probably edited. It's probably edited. Mine from like <laughs> earlier this morning. Yeah, I refreshed. It says GameStop now. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, In um, Belgium, you go to Game Mania. Uh, Netherlands, Game Mania. And the, uh, what's that region called? The uh, Scandinavia. Scandinavia. You go to BR stores. Uh, That doesn't start until like May 12th, though, which is really odd. Compared to the rest they of them. They do get a few extra days at the end. Oh, absolutely. And the little distribution cards, I have, I had a one. A few extra days? They can pick them up through July 31st? Yeah, and the cards are good until August 31st. That's a very long time to pick up your code. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, if you're just dabbling online, you can download a Zygarde for some reason. <laughs> yeah, random Zygarde. A wild Zygarde appeared. Pretty uh. much. Um, (laughs) and if you were in Spain, you should be able to pick up a shiny Yvettel. Yep. Baconberg. For some reason. Uh, and finally, Pokemon Rumble World is getting a cartridge release in the North America, which costs the same amount if you just bought all the diamonds and the microtransactions. Yeah, but you get a cartridge. You get a cartridge. That's something, I guess. I'm not a big fan of cartridges anymore. Really? That's just me personally. I always like having the physical thing in my hand. I okay. There's always something about that. So, I understand that, like, because I was 100% with you. But nowadays, I'm just like, eh, I kind of want it in, like, digital form, so it's just on my 3DS, and I can carry it around without having to carry around, like, a bunch of cartridges. I get what you mean. Yeah. It's really nice to be able to pick up my 3DS and see, like, 30 games on it. Mm. Instead of being like, oh, man, did I bring that cartridge? Now, I will yeah. say I, I do only buy the Pokemon games and cartridges. I will not buy those digitally just because it's easier to swap them around and stuff. And yeah, honestly, and with, streaming, with, with streaming, it's much better to be able to buy the cartridges. Oh, of course, because you only have one 3DS that can stream. Yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. it does not have an infrared port on it anymore. <laughs> well, uh, I, I heard rumors well. about someone managing to use the new 3DS to stream wirelessly. Ooh. But it's still very much a work in progress for now. I'll, I'll look into that. Wow. Yeah, I, cool. I don't think there's anything definitive right now. Mm-hmm. It's all very, very technical. Yeah, no, but it has someone, to But someone managed to do it, although in a very buggy and unstable way for now. Yeah, I mean, if you figure out how to do it, though, you can refine it, probably. 
yeah, I guess if if the um, if the three DS does have enough power and a stable enough Wi Fi, that's actually really which cool. Which is not a given, I think. I did not know that. Um, okay, I heard it on Reddit once a while so, ago. So some other news: the Pokemon Jukebox app, if you have a Japanese Android phone, is going to be dying. Um, I guess it wasn't that successful. I mean. I mean, it's the Pokemon Jukebox app. You can already download the music on iTunes. I didn't think it was coming to the U.S. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know if it ever came to the U.S. It did not. Europe. It did not. Oh. Hmm. Um, okay. So, also, Japan, with the close of the Pokemon Jukebox app, has launched these really cool 3DS themes. Probably the coolest Pokemon ones thus far. They are uh, so good. One with red and green, and the other one with Ash Greninja. They are insanely awesome looking. Yeah, and there's also I'm one for the movie, it. but it's not as good. No, the one for the movie is not as good. The, like, I want the red and green one. I thought I wanted the red and green one, because I actually very much like green as a character. But the, the Ash Greninja one is amazing. That's true. The moment that one comes up in Europe... I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> ah, it's so freaking good. Okay, and then I think last thing of real big note, other than uh, the po- the Pokemon Tournament Championships, is that if you do play Pokemon Tournament, and you're just like, man, I couldn't get one of those battle fight pad things, well, there's a new one with a Pikachu on it. Which um, is going to be even harder to find. Probably. It's only in Japan right now. Um, I don't even think it's... Is it released yet? No, it's just been announced. I wonder if they're going to do it with the other fighters because it's like Pikachu's like Pokemon tournament pose that's on it. So it'd be interesting to see if it comes to other fighters, kind of like they did with the uh, with the classic controller type things that they did for the Wii remotes. And you got it with like the Smash Brothers characters on it and stuff. Oh, be interesting to see that. I do need to pick one of these up though at some point. It, the only place to really get them at a reasonable price right now is Fry's Electronics. Mm-hmm. And the closest one to me, I think, is three hours away. Hmm. And they mm-hmm. won't they won't ship it to you. You have to buy it in store. Hey, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. I do need to pick one of those up though. I mean you could buy it for like fifty bucks online somewhere. But that's twice the price. Yeah. You know, that's definitely something you shouldn't do. Like I should not have bought a Mew and a Celebi plush from an <laughs> online reseller. But my godmother had given me the Jirachi one, and it was so cute. (laughs) Now I have all three of them. Um, They're so pretty. Now, the last thing is the Pokemon Pokemon Tournament Championship Series has finally gotten some more details, I think. It looks like there is going to be a UK National Championships on the 14th and 15th of May in Liverpool. Um, You can register up. I think there's registration up to 512 players. Uh, I think this is going to be more accessible than playing Pokemon, but um, you should bring your own pad, they say, like your own Hori pad, um, and it's best of three rounds, then best of three games, stuff like that. It's it's really cool, and I'm glad to see that this is going to be like making a making an appearance at like nationals and all of these other tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just want to see how that goes. I just feel like I'm I'm a little wary because there's already a fighting game scene. And I don't want to see this taken over by other fighting game people. Like, one of the joys of watching Pokemon competitively is that you get to see new people almost every year. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. And 
I'm a little concerned that like you're going to come in here and it's going to be like, yeah, there are like three guys who are really good. Like the best two people in Smash Brothers like are still the best two people in Smash Brothers. And, you know, it, uh, they're just like household variety. names. I don't want there to be household names in Pokemon. You know what I mean? I get what you mean. That's just me personally, like the competitive scene in Pokemon. Like no one play, one one or two players should not be representing the whole franchise. Exactly. And like, that's what I fear for Pokemon tournament because it's a fighting game. Unless you're not a creator or anything, but no, not not a not no average. Not, I wouldn't say average, but not a unique player. Like mm-hmm. any one of us should not represent. Like when you think Pokemon, you should not think of that person like off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, with fighting games, there's a lot less room for creativity mm-hmm. and originality. It's just my fingers are faster than your fingers. So. <laughs> nah. All right. Um, I think that's it for the news. We are going to kick it over to a short break, guys, and then we will be right back at you with today's topic. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com, where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon, where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always, thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And on to the topic. Our topic today is pseudo-legendary Pokemon. So we're going to be going through the list of them. There aren't that many, right? Uh, we're going to go through it and then we're going to talk about what we expect to see in a pseudo legendary in gen seven, because that's definitely happening in before the end of the year. I'm, which is really hard. Like I've totally forgotten about that. Right. I've totally forgotten. Like I've just been so set on VGC lately that I've completely forgotten. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're going to have like new Pokemon at the end of the year. Cause they haven't revealed any of them to me. And I haven't heard anything about sun and moon since February. Yeah, I like how you were like, yeah, I have so many things to look forward to. And I was expecting you to say, like, my wedding, my honeymoon. No, you've been all about VGC. Well, my wedding is really important as well. I mean, that's that's another reason why like, <laughs> nothing's been getting done. That, that's the main reason nothing's been getting done. And I mean, I get that. It was just really funny that. <laughs> I, I mean, it <laughs> I is like in like four that. weeks. So we need to we're all going to have to have a talk here like this week. About what's gonna go down when I'm gone. Uh, we we will, boss. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta figure this out. I mean, I've got some I've got some uh, plans, but you guys can all. I I just came up with a really good idea. I'm gonna talk to you later. Okay. Um. All right. And so, pseudo legendary Pokemon, though. Pseudo legendary Pokemon are some of these Pokemon. They're typically at the end of the national decks for every region. And they all, I guess they have a, uh, they have a base stat of 600. Because, mm-hmm. And so they're not, they're not normal legendaries. They're stuff that's completely, typically just readily obtainable in the game. Uh, minus Metagross. Yeah. But, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> minus Metagross. I mean, you can catch them in the wild now. Um, I think, well, not in Gen 6. Yeah, not, not, or not in Gen 3, actually. You couldn't do it in Gen 3 either. You can do it in Gen 4. 4, yeah. You talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I or did. last I week. Talked to, I talked about it a while ago, I think. 
Uh, but yes, you can definitely you can catch them. Yep, in uh, it's Heart Gold Soul Silver and Diamond Pearl Platinum. And oh, you can get them in the Dream World. That's something. But there's no there's no I other guess. way to get them. Oh well, I guess you can catch Metang. I think in uh, in Front Safari. Oh, Ryan. But other than that, no. Not at all. <laughs> well, they are technically wild Pokemon somewhere. Yes, somewhere. So they are wild Pokemon. They can breed. They have uh, regular gender ratios, except for Metagross, which is genderless. Mm-hmm. So they are uh, they are more normal than... Huh? They're typically dragon type. Except for two of them, yeah. Except for Metagross. And Tyranitar, but Tyranitar was Gen two. Gen two is like this is what we're gonna do different, and mm-hmm. it just Gen then, then they just were like let's just keep rehashing everything. Yeah, Gen two was like when they made Gen two, they didn't think they were going to establish a pattern because Gen two was supposed to mm-hmm. close the Pokemon franchise. Exactly. You were one hundred percent correct. There was only one Dragon type added in Gen two, wasn't there? Uh, Gen one? 2 just added, uh, what's it fit Kingdra. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah, that's all That's all they added then. It wasn't even a new Pokemon, it was just an evolution of a previous line. Yeah. No, you're 100% correct. I mean, they, they didn't, they, like, Gen 2 does feel very incomplete. You have, you have only six dark types in existence, six steel types in existence, and you have, you know, uh, what's, what's the other, you have like four ghost types that exist in general. And yeah, for a for a supposed conclusion, it was a bit weird. It was it would it would yeah. not have been a good place to end, in my opinion. But mm, no. uh, pseudo legendaries again, six hundred base stats, so they're obviously good. Six hundred is the same number that Pokemon like Mew and Celebi and Jirachi have. Like it's it's a pretty good number based to have for base stats. Yeah, and mm-hmm. arguably you could say that these are better than those mythical Pokemon because it's one thing to have 100 in each stat, but mm-hmm. the fact that we use non-neutral natures goes to show that it's better to do some min- min-maxing on your yeah, Pokemon stat. Right? So, and mm-hmm. that's definitely happening here, right? All the different Pokemon mm-hmm. have different stat distributions. You have uh, you have my man Garchomp breaking the meta in 4th gen, back in 4th gen. <laughs> With that base <laughs> speed. <laughs> Break out the bingo cards, folks. Yep. Back and forth, Jen. No, that's what he did. He broke he broke the meta because of his base one oh two speed. He was just faster than like everything. And mm-hmm. that's why he got banned and put into Ubers back then. Uh but I mean you can't tell me any of these Pokemon that are pseudo legendary, like, were never competitively viable. <laughs> that's probably the best thing to say. Like Dragonite has been competitively viable, especially this gen. Multiscale, like, gave it a revival of sorts. Yeah. And, and it's definitely useful. It's one of the bigger threats, I think, in OU. Um, you have- yeah, I mean, people don't think about him too much. But when you face a Dragonite, I mean, I know my Dragonite has saved my bacon and pulled a game totally on its end for me. Like, I was mm-hmm. losing really badly several times, and then I got a Dragon Dance in, and it was done for my opponent. Absolutely. Um, Tyranitar's used a lot still. 
Mega Salamis had to get banned. Mega Salamis is so gross. I'm sorry, Gator. Mega Metagross had almost got banned. To be honest, really? I think Meg- Mega Metagross is almost as bad of, as Mega Salamence. Not as bad. No, it's, no, it's so, no, It's so easy to deal with Mega close. Metagross. It's the same problem that everybody was having with Aegislash. You don't know how to deal with an Aegislash. It's your own fault. Uh, the the uh, Then you have Garchomp. Garchomp's Mega is not banned. Garchomp's like a good steady <laughs> middle ground right now. Also, why was anybody running Mega Garchomp instead of just Garchomp? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Garchomp's so much better on its own than its Mega. Um, yeah, Hydra. I, I just noticed also that only four of these have Megas right now, which is kind of confusing. Um, mm. then you also have Hydreigon, which was super over centralizing the Mega meta in um, Gen Five. It never got the ban hammer to send it to Ubers, but it like you could go to the Hydreigon page on Smogon, and it legitimately said in fifth Gen this um, that nothing. Uh, counters. Nothing Hydra counters Hydreigon. Nothing yeah, counters. You have checks, but not counters. You have checks, but no counters. Which and then Fairy like, Type what? came in! Yeah, yeah and my favorite me. thing about the... Like, when they announced Fairy Type, my favorite thing was they came out with this artwork of Sylveon mm-hmm. taking down a Hydreigon. And I, mm-hmm. like, when I saw that picture after they announced Fairy Type, I just thought to myself, this is bringing balance to the meta. Yeah. I'm just, you well, were supposed to bring balance to the meta. See, I'm just waiting be, for a fairy type to be over-centralized. To be honest, my whimsicott was taking out dragon types before fairy type was a thing. Oh, that <laughs> flying typing probably really helped. Seriously, Patch, the flying type joke, it's getting almost as old as Ash that grows Thatch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was all about the cotton guard. All about the cotton. Did cotton guard yeah. really like prevent it that well? I mean, cotton guard. You get two cotton guards up, and your defense goes plus six. My whimsicott was bold, and Haxorus had no special moves. No, not Haxorus. I'm One. talking about. I'm talking about Hydreigon. Well, wait. What were I... the base stats on? What were the base stats on Haxorus that makes it not a pseudo legendary? Uh... Five sixty. 580, I think. I think it's 580. Oh, man. I'm not, not sure, though. That. It is 540. 540? Yeah. Oh. That is low. Yeah. We will, we will talk about some that later in the poke of the episode. All, All right. right. <laughs> I think we just decided that Pokemon of the episode is Haxorus, the Flygon of 5th Gen. Hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> Flygon was at least cuter. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait a minute, hold on. I, I love both of those Pokemon, but come on. The design on Haxorus was awesome. All right. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm don't. probably too much of a girl for me to like it. I, it's I very it's, BA, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so the other one we haven't talked about is Gudra. Gudra was like oh. a big hit for some reason in 6th Gen. Because it's adorable! I and mean, because it evolves it was, from Gumi, which is even more adorable. I didn't understand. I don't understand the Gumi thing, and apparently the Pokemon Company has a better handle on it than I do. According you to PokemonCenter.com. You don't understand the Gumi thing? No, 
Are you lacking a soul? What's what's up with the Gumi thing? Gumi is goofy and cute and adorable, and it's a dragon type, but it's like super weak and useless, and it looks funny, and it only comes out in the rain. And you try to punch it because it's such a weakling, and your your fist is just gonna slide off its goo, and Gumi's gonna keep smiling at you. <laughs> okay. I mean, what could possibly not be cute and adorable and cool about Gumi? I don't understand. I understand the cute and adorable part. I don't understand the cool part. I don't know. It's just those those green chicks. They're just so cute. Oh man. It's I, I guess it's cute by virtue of being extremely uncool. You get it? I guess so, yeah. Um okay. So that's that's pretty much all of like the the pseudo legendaries we have now. Mm-hmm. Um I, I would like to talk about though, because Gen 7 no doubt will have its own pseudo legendary. Oh yeah. And I think it I think it's worth discussing like what we could expect to see. Now we we have like um, I I think it's a safe bet to say it's going to be a dragon type at this point. Yes, I hope I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I I would wish it would be something more like Tyranitar or like Metagross, and maybe these games are hinting back, just like X and Y hinted back to Red and Blue, but the these will hint back to Gold and Silver. To Gold and Silver. I mean, we oh, have I similar. We, we have similar themes in here, and we we're not going to go into like particular videos on YouTube that are like. Saying that Ho and Lugia are going to be the mascots for some odd reason. No, no, there's <laughs> you can't sell new toys. Exactly. For you can't sell new toys, so it's definitely going to be something new. Well, but let's I see. It would be cool if it like reflected heart or gold and silver through you know the addition of a hundred more Pokemon, and you know the pseudo legendary isn't a dragon type, but instead it's like a cool like Godzilla looking thing like Tyranitar or something something kind of like that. You know, a different giant lizard thing that ends up being a really cool type. Rock Dark is really cool, and I don't think there's another Rock Dark type. Um, mm, probably not. Uh, let yeah. me see. There's a Ground Dark and a Fighting Dark. Rock Dark? Mm. Rock Dark, dark. I don't think so. Outside I don't think there is one. And, you know, maybe we get something cool like that, you know? I, I would be a big fan of another Pokemon that looks like Tyranitar. I mean, Tyranitar, I didn't like it for the longest time because it was like back in Gen 2, if that can be a thing. It was like, okay, this Pokemon is the ultimate BA Pokemon. It's going to beat up all of your Pokemon and all the cool kids on the playground have one. Now, yeah. I wasn't a kid on any playground in Gen 2, but I still got that vibe of, like, Tyranitar being OP and thus cool just yeah. by virtue of being OP, which is something I don't like. These days, I appreciate Tyranitar a lot more. It has a cool design. It has enough flaws that it's not super OP. I, I'm thinking of reading one one of these days. I it's, really want to use okay. one. So, like, Tyranitar is really cool. I mean, competitively. You can talk about a lot of things there. But, uh, I mean, it could run anything. Like, Mega Tyranitar is not as big anymore. It wasn't, like, when the... I think the pre-bank meta, really, you could have done a lot with Mega Tyranitar. 
But, you know, fighting type weakness isn't great. And I, even though he, he gets, like, a really good defense stat, I believe, when he mega evolves and stuff, it's just... It's just not as good. You can you can do better with running like a sand team. It works really well with Excadrill. Oh man, mm-hmm. I am so scared when I see an Excadrill <laughs> and a Tyranitar together in team yeah. preview. It's it's a big thing, and I don't know. It it's a lot of fun though. Um, but back to back to Gen Seven. I think. All right, so. There's definitely a lot. Let's there. say it's not a dragon type. Yeah. What could it be? Because I would have said steel, but mm-hmm. we already have Magierna. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be another steel type. I I, I know, but but I would like to every... see it as a type that you know doesn't get like a legendary. You know what I mean? Like there aren't too many poison rock type legendaries. Yeah, poison type. Exactly where I was going with this. Hmm. I it would be All really right. cool to see something like a poison type. Uh, that's that's just like super awesome. You know, it becomes known as like the fairy killer among the meta, and it well, would... I can say I endorse that because they would revoke my fairy type card. But <laughs> still, it would be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool, just like a Pokemon that like people are just like, "This is the fairy killer," you know, and so fairy steel, uh, or poison steel. That would be. I feel like poison steel typing That's... is Sorry. the the problem with poison steel typing is it would never become competitively viable. No, yeah, Let's because ground is a thing. Because earthquake is like I like I say all the time, probably yeah. arguably the best move in the entire game. And even if it had levitate, mold breaker Excadrill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's yeah. just one Pokemon. Like a lot of Pokemon have one Pokemon that they cannot touch. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like mold breaker Excadrill would only be in the meta because of the existence of that specific Pokemon. Multi-breaker Excadrill is everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, yeah. I don't know. It would be cool to see something like that. I mean, we're obviously going to see 600 base stats, and I think yeah. following the trend of pretty much every pseudo legendary minus Gudra, they've had they've been more fi- or Gudra and Hydreigon, I guess they've been more physical than they have been specially uh, offensive oriented. So mm-hmm. I, I think we we're going to see something more physical again. I mean. Gudra. I don't know, because uh, lately the meta bulky. has been very physical. So bringing yeah, a very powerful Pokemon with a very interesting typing could actually be, you know, relevant to a shift in the meta. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you want the meta to stay physical? Then you make care, it a physical honestly. type. Yeah, I don't care. I think the meta is, like, very balanced right now, and I'd be a big fan of seeing... I don't want to see anything that's going to be too big, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I, I mean, right. Oh, I mean, it's not very balanced right now because Volcanion's been released, and I am not a big fan of Volcanion in that meta. But it's wi- just because it hasn't been tested yet. It needs to be, and it needs to be banned. Um, I I haven't played actually any OU, but I can tell you it needs to be banned because of Steam Eruption. Uh, nobody's going to be happy with Steam Eruption, but that's another story for another day. Uh, um, where we're going with this though is we want to say uh, that we're going to see... I think we're going to see something more physical. We we could see something more special. I, I agree with you 100%. But I think physical is the way it's going to go. We're going to see something that's probably a little bit faster, I think. It's going to it's gonna have at least 80 base speed. That's my theory. I think at least more than that. Because, <laughs> um, well, I mean, the last few ones... After Garchomp have been pretty slow. 
the thing is, you have to be very careful with adding something that's going to be, like, just above 100 speed. That's where things start to get a little hairy. It doesn't need to be above 100. If it had 100, it would fit right in the middle of the meta. Yeah, I mean, well, so like, much of the meta has 100 base speed right oh, now. Oh, yeah, no, no. 100 is literally the cutoff point, I think. Because yeah. let's let's take a look at some dragon types that are very similar. You've got Garchomp and then Haxorus. Haxorus has a base speed of 97. That is just enough to, like, kill his existence in the metagame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, those three I mean, base points make a huge difference. If you make it base 100, you're not making his spot in the meta about its speed. You have to give him a reason to exist outside of its speed tier. Yep. You have to make it interesting. Exactly. You at least have to make it bulky or something. Yeah, or, uh, I don't know, uh, because if you go, like, the 80 base speed route, Mm -hmm. you're essentially guaranteeing that the most viable set and the set that everyone thinks about is the Scarf one, if it's an offensive Pokemon. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to make it bulky. But I think... I think after Gudra, people might want to go back to the feel of having a powerful offensive pseudo-legendary. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that sentiment 100%. What about you? Do you agree, Maximus? I agree. Just You just got to be careful how you really distribute it out, though, because especially with, because if we do, we also got to consider the type and what moves are out. Gonna, well, or yeah. if there's going to be any new moves out that will change up the whole scenario of everything. But True. Mm-hmm. Like, true, true. Yes. Although, now that we have Mega Evolutions, making something with a uh, base a total of 600 overpowered is way harder. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, Garchomp's not as big anymore. Hydreigon is barely used. Um, you, I mean, Gujra is still used to some extent, but not the way it was pre-bank. And this, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I would really like to see something not dragon. I, I would be yeah. a big fan of a not dragon this round. And I think that I may, mean that that could be in the cards for us because the last three have been dragon types. Yeah. And, and to so, be fair, third gen did get a dragon in it, so technically yeah. four. So yeah, that's true. I mean, the past four gens we've got a dragon pseudo legendary. So mm-hmm. let's let's mix it up. You know, it'd be cool to see like a fairy type or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm very much in favor of mixing things up because. To be honest, we have exactly one Pokemon revealed for Gen 7, (laughs) and I'm already kind of meh about it. I mean, it's still Fairy, of which we already have two, and it looks a lot like Diancie. Oh my gosh, let's not even start about mm, Magirna. Let's not even start. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Go for it, Maximus. And if we get a new, t- if it's dual type, can we please have it not have it not have a four times of like weakness? Because I've oh. noticed besides Metagross, all of them have a four times weakness or something. Well, not Gudra. Well, well, it's not dual type though. Oh, that's true. Okay, you're talking about dual types. You're right. Besides Metagross, like that's the only yeah. one that doesn't have a four times weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Metagross is like very strange as a pseudo legendary because it's the only one that comes in a generation that already has a more classical pseudo-legendary. 
it's the only one that doesn't look like a dragon. It yeah. it has a very different typing. I mean, it it's a quite an outlier. That's like, true. I, like, I agree. It, yeah, it doesn't even share another type with another pseudo legendary. Well, I mean, Tarantor ended up sharing a dark type with Hydreigon, but it you can't exactly say it fits the mold. No, but I mean, there's it not like still an fits exact it mold. way more than Metagross does. I just really want to see something new, something innovative, as opposed to just be like, "Here's another dragon." Go at yeah, it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't want it to be uh, the pseudo legendary equivalent of a Pikachu clone. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's what it's getting to at this point, though, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's, I think that's easy. To, I think we could say that that could be argued. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like Gudra, but. Yeah, a bit of a bit of something new wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Um I'm going to cut us off there. And we are going to go kick it over to commercial break guys, and then we will be right back at you with today's poke of the episode. Hey, it's the Rogan Roller Roller guy here to bring you another fantastic product, the Sudawuda pet. It's a great product and all you have to do is water it daily. Uh, uh sir, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh watering a Sudawoodo daily will kill it. it it's a rock type. What? It's a rock type? Since when is it a rock type? I thought it was a plant. I remember in, uh, in, in, in this, uh, copper version, uh, I was, I was playing and I'd always run into this tree. I think it was a pseudo and, and I just, I didn't know what to do after that, so I just quit. <laughs> And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 612, Haxorus, the Axe-Jaw Pokemon. It's black Pokemon, Pokedex entry says. They are kind but can be relentless when defending territory. They challenge foes with tusk and that cut steel, which is kind of <laughs> weird seeing how dragons not very effective against steel types. Nope. They use those tusks to create earthquakes. Haxorus is really cool. Uh, <laughs> outside <laughs> of the not being a legendary thing, it's essentially like it, you can play it exactly like Dragonite because Dragonite's got a lower base speed. It's got more bulk. Dra- that's the thing that Dragonite that makes Dragonite vi- viable is only because it has more bulk and multi scale. <laughs> and yeah, and multi. I mean, multi scale is part of that bulk. I, I consider that part of the bulk. But you've got this bulk from Hax- from Dragonite, and I mean, you could run Haxorus the same way in UU. It's, a, it's literally the Dragonite of UU. Uh, you get a Dragon Dance up, and you can just go to town. A massive 147 attack stat that's stronger than Dragonite. At level way 100, stronger. you're going to be mm-hmm. looking at like 800 attack. With, My uh, goodness. Oh, you know, that's, that's with the times two. But you're looking at like yeah. 600 attack. Well, I mean... The only difference I can see is that you'd have a lot more trouble switching into things since you're not immune to anything and you don't you don't have multi scale. But if you do manage to switch in, even if you take a tiny bit of damage from say rocks or something, it's it's not gonna bother you as much as it's gonna bother a dragonite, especially That's since true. you don't have a times four weakness. 
Yeah, that's true. But the problem is you only have like a base special defense of 70, which is most of fairy type and most of ice beams. Uh, yeah, I mean, you there are you have to be a bit more careful with Haxorus. You actually have to eliminate the threats against Haxorus before you get in a Dragon Dance. While with Dragonite, if you manage to keep multi-scale up, you can just go for a Dragon Dance and be a bit more reckless with it. Yeah. Um, speaking of competitive, though. All right, Maximus. Uh, I know you have a set. So how about you talk about your set on Haxorus competitively? Well, it just depends if you want to be gutsy or do you just want to be general. Being general is not really bad, but the general set, well, the set I run is Dragon Dance, just for a little extra oomph in the UU tier. Dra- I like to run Dragon Claw over Outrage because there are a lot more fairy threats in the lower tiers. And for a little extra fun for those fairy types, I have Poison Jab, which can come in handy, especially on a switch and they're not expecting. What's the no. easiest run you run? EV spread. Was, I'm sorry, that was just Whimsicott being a UU fairy type, and <laughs> I couldn't make her shut up. <laughs> oh, point poison jabbing. It's going down. Uh, so what about that? What about the EV spread? Um, EV spread, I do max attack, and with mine, I do adamant. Mm-hmm. But however, I put, I believe it was 128 in the HP and the rest in speed. Okay. That's good. So it's not full out speed or mm-hmm. full out health investment. I mean, it's investment. fast enough that it could probably handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's. And... I think that's a pretty typical set. I mean, sometimes I think people run taunt on it. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know what taunt's going to stop, but whatever. Uh, we also and... so uh, kicking it over to the TCG side of things. Well, there is you... what, oh, what did I forget? I guess you 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 can't willow wisp it. If you uh, taunt something. I guess so. Or paralyze it. Although... Yeah. Well, I like running Lumberry with mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Just not for bad. that reason. That's not bad. Well, although, if you... Lumberry is more of a general purpose thing, but I guess with taunt, if you have a Pokemon that's like, all right, I'm gonna, like... Imagine a Chansey. You're just going to set up all over a Chansey or something like that. Not that Chansey's in UU, but you get what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, okay, so kicking over to the TTG side, <laughs> we have one Haxorus card in rotation currently from, I believe it is the Breakthrough set. Mm-mm. So it's uh, it's one of those rare cards with three attacks. So, for uh, one colorless energy, you can do one of two attacks, actually. You can do Dragon Dance, which, if you use Dragon Dance, as long as Haxorus is your active Pokemon, each of his attacks does 100 more damage. So, that's crazy. Um, each of his attacks does, does 100 more damage. You don't have to ever use Dragon Dance before each attack. Just one time use Dragon Dance. Wow. Um, for another co- for the same for the same energy cost, you can do Sharp Fang, which is just a colorless energy, by the way. Um, you could just do Sharp Fang for sixty damage, but after the Dragon Dance, you get one hundred and sixty. I mean, a two turn setup for literally just like boom, yo. I mean, it's probably more than a two turn setup because you have to get it to a Haxorus. Um, mm. 
But if you throw a double dragon energy on it, right, you can do dragon pulse because it takes like a fighting energy and a steel energy. And that does 130, but it would do 230 after the dragon dance. But it does require you to discard the top three cards from your deck. This is actually a pretty interesting card. I am surprised I have not heard more about it. Well, I have a lot of setup. Yeah, I mean, from there, I one, mean, you could run rare candy, and you could just do axe you to Haxorus, and then double dragon energy. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand of TCG, which is very little, it looks like this dragon pulse combo, as you said, it requires some setup. And in order to set up, you're going to run through quite a bit of your deck. But if it requires you to discard cards from your deck to use it... Yeah. It's, it's essentially... It should be an early game thing, but it can't be an early game thing. So it's kind of hard to get it you know, in the right point, I, I assume. I guess. I think it'd just be a very interesting card to try. I, 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 mean, think, I think this is more of like a league type thing. Oh yeah, if you get it, you're good. Yeah, I think that would be, be good late game. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean this would be more for like league play. I feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what what I was saying is that if you have it in the late game, you you can't really use Dragon Pulse that much because you're gonna run through your entire That's leftover true. deck. Uh, no, you're 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 right. You're correct. I mean, well, it depends how late. Yeah, you're definitely running through three cards a turn, which is a lot. Mm. Um. Maybe, I don't know. There, there's probably some situation where that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's what I was saying. It needs to hit its own sweet spot, and it's not yeah. going to do that every single time. That's true. As you said, it's a league card. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely more of a league card than I would say, like, a regional card. You're not going to see Haxorus win regionals. Oh, yeah. Guys, I just made a constructive comment about the TCG. Jushiro <laughs> is doing a great job. We're, I feel like all of us at Puckle have been stepping up our TCG game as of late. Um, just I like in the past like seven months, I've learned so much TCG. I, I have not played TCG in fifteen years, and I'm <laughs> learning stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, no, we've <laughs> definitely all just stepped up our game as of late. Um, so that's really it for Haxorus. If, or well, I guess other than saying, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, that's it for Haxorus. Um, so if you want to learn more about Pokemon stuff, you can check out all the great articles at PucklePodcast.com. You have Whimsicott, Snag, Lock, Mickey Panda, Scrawn, Viger, um, Basket, Jushiro, and Sublime all doing awesome articles. Uh, so check that out at PucklePodcast.com. And give them a read because they're giving you awesome information on pretty much everything. So we are going to kick it real quick, guys, on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink gives you hooves. That was a little (laughs) premature. Did I get it this time? You got it a little prematurely this time. 
Ouch. Uh, I overshot for lag. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right. And so <laughs> uh, we have, uh, as always, we will be giving out the Green Taurus badge to anybody we deem worthy, though I think most, I mean, there's only a couple new people here, I think. Um, but we will definitely give it a shot, see if one of you guys is worthy of the Green Taurus badge. We will also be giving, uh, we are, um, as always, if you are new to the show, the mailbag section is where we get to read emails from you guys, the fans. It's a great way for you guys to be on the show. It's super cool, super awesome. I enjoy reading these emails every single time. So we're going to open it up. I think we start with a uh, new listener or a new emailer. I don't want to say new listener. So this is from the Japan man. What's up, flopping flip flop flippers? With the popularity of Mega Farfetched in your previous mailbag, how cool would it be if it gained a fighting type? Picture it. A taller duck wearing a Karate Kid headband, arms and legs wrapped like those in fight in fighting anime. Wait, that's like 99% of them. Anyway, <laughs> Mega Farfetch now has a scar going over its closed left eye and a toothpick hanging out of its beak. Its face projects, I'm bored with this, fight already. Without further ado, onto the mailbag. Favorite steel type? Steelix. I'm not a competitive battle or TCG player, but just look at that beast. Not the Mega. That looks odd. That's all I have. Flip-flop socks and snakes made from steel rocks. The Japan Man. P.S. I have a Puckle account, but I have a memory the length of a Jolteon tail, so I don't remember my login or password. One of these days, I'll get the drive to do so. Like, if I win the Green Tauros badge. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I'm going to also grab this next one from Jestern, because it's like seven words. Jestern here... As a Poison fan, I shouldn't be supporting Steel types, but Mega Steelix has a heck of a cool design. Just turn out. It's okay. weird. We already have two votes for Steelix. One is for Steelix only, the Mega looks weird, and one is for Mega Steelix. Yeah. Hmm. Um, whoever wants this next one from Breeder Eddie, it's all yours. Me? Yeah, I think that's all. You got it? You got it, Maximus? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Breeder Eddie, here we go. Is this an email? It should be, right? Oh, wait. Like, no, it's not. Think, it's not an email. Not a, a, we, should, we should read it and answer the question, though. Okay. Um, Breeder Eddie, he sends, quick question. Is there not an item clause in the OU tier? I was playing Showdown and getting annoyed that everyone had leftovers. I thought Pokemon couldn't have the same item, or am I thinking about Battle Spot? I will run into a Garchomp and Gengar, but both can run Life Orb, so I can't use both on the same team when I play against OU, family and friends. Well, I thought I couldn't. Could someone clarify? I checked online and Smogon to see no mention of an item clause. Thanks, Breeder Eddie. So he's, you're 100% right. There is no item clause in OU. Um, you are but there thinking, is one on Battle Spot. There is one on Battle yes. Spot, just like you were thinking. So isn't it two? Um, no, in Battle Spot, you're not allowed to repeat items. Oh, you're not. Ooh, no, not at all. Right. Um, that's why. So, like, if we were to go to Nationals, keep that in mind. I have a Battle Spot team already, and it takes out that fearsome, loathsome Mega Salamence that we Ooh. all hated. So, I'm bring it down. I'm ready for this, man. I'm ready for it. All right, and so yeah, thanks for that, pretty ready. Um, we are more than happy to answer your guys' questions if you uh, ask them and send them to us in email. All right, so 
the next one is from Brychuck. You can take this one, Whimsicott. All right. What's happening, Poco Peeps? Brychuck here with some feedback on steel types. Before I get into that, though, I should point out to podcast listeners that the Puckle chatroom is a great resource for people looking for tips or feedback on anything Pokemon-related. I am a total rookie to any kind of competitive team building, and I am gearing for Summer League as a challenger. I needed a rapid spin slash defogger for my first prototype team, and Gator was most helpful in pointing me towards Latios, as well as recommending Showdown to test before EV training. I'm sure others have similar experiences with the Puckle crew, so thanks to Gator for the advice, and Thatch and everyone else for creating a kick-ass community. Well, <laughs> thank you. I mean, yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for pointing that it. out. <laughs> exactly. I mean... It's true, though. Especially since I think one of the people you're most likely to run into in the chat is Shamu. And he's, mm-hmm. like, our competitive guy, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. To segue into the mailbag question, after testing, I realized the team I was building wasn't working the way I wanted it to. It was built around the recent event Jirachi, who is a great still Pokemon in his own right. Anyway, I switched up my team and again needed the rapid spinner or defogger since Latios just wasn't working out. I also needed a hazard setter and have a severe lack of earthquake users. Enter Excadrill! Ever since I started using the little mole man, I can't say enough. He has rapid spin, he can set up stealth proc, he has earthquake and stab iron head. What's not to like? I made him bulky and even threw an air balloon on him to get the drop on incoming earthquakes. I had heard he was good, but holy heliolisks, Batman! Dude is a beast. Anyway, keep up the good work and catch ya all on the flip. Brychuck. All right. So I get this next one from the sentient Pokeball. Last time on the Adventures of the Sentient Pokeball, Bosipus was facing off against a trainer in a triple battle who sent out a Pyroar... A Pyroar, Perugly, and an Ursaring. Bosephus mostly had the battle under control, being able to defeat the trainer while only one of his Pokemon knocked out. But you know what would have made the battle even easier? A Steel-type, like Heatran, who could wall Perugly and Pyroar and only have trouble with an Earthquake or close combat from Ursaring. Which brings us to this week's mailbag, our favorite Steel-type Pokemon. Steel-type Pokemon can be mostly characterized as good Pokemon, with some glaring exceptions. Looking at you, all the rock-slash-steel-types that Game Freak loves to create, so usually it would be hard for me to just pick one. However, one of my absolute favorite Pokemon just happens to be a Steel-type. I'm talking about Magnezone. And before Gen 4, Magneton. Not to sound too much like Viger, but these Pokemon have always had a special place in my heart. Being powerful special attackers, and starting in Gen 2... The very useful addition of Steel-type. While Steel-type Stab would not have been particularly great until Gen 4, when it got access to Flash Cannon, it still helped Magneton differentiate itself from the myriad of other electric types out there. In Gen 3, it gained the Magnet Pull ability to stop Skarmory in its tracks. In Gen 4, with a new evolution making it even more powerful, my love for this Pokemon hit its peak. These days, Magnezone is still a great Pokemon to use in competitive singles. The ability to trap so many prominent steel types such as Ferrothorn, Scissor, and Skarmory, and KO them with a Thunderbolt or Hidden Power Fire are a great, um, uh, wait, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> are, are a great asset to a team looking to spam Barrier Dragon-type moves, 
It also helps with fairies themselves resisting their stab and threatening with its own stab. It has two other useful abilities in Sturdy and Analytic, but Magnet Pool is really the draw to using this Pokemon. I enjoy running it with an Assault Vest or Choice Specs, but it can even run utility options like Substitute slash Magnet Rise to catch some Pokemon off guard. That's it. That's all for me about this Pokemon, so I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. Sentient Pokeball. P.S. Last week I talked about the stat distribution for Mega Avalug, and I think I typed somewhere incorrectly in the email. I think that Special Defense should get bumped up by 40 to 50 points from its base 46 to base 80 or 90. Sorry for the confusion. I didn't want you guys to think I'm crazy, or at least crazier than a guy pretending to be a Pokeball can be. What? He only pretends to be a Pokeball? <laughs> really? Shattered the fourth wall. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, like I'm not a whimsicott. What's this? Uh, Hold on, Max- I need a moment. I need a moment. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Maximus, you can get this next one from uh, Red7. Okay. Good evening, Thatch and Puckle hosts. This is Red7 writing in for this week's mailbag. I've been spending too much money on Yu-Gi-Oh! lately. Traitor! Mm. <laughs> and I have Shamu to blame. Wow, how dare you, sir? You reminded me of the infinite gold boxes that were scheduled to come out March 18th. Now my wallet is recovering from its rapid weight loss and my wife isn't too happy with me. Wait, this isn't the Yu-Gi-Oh! Underground Champion League. This is Puckle. Forgive me, Thatch and noble lords and ladies of Lavender Town. I've strayed from the straight and narrow halls of Pokemon League and play a lesser, more convoluted children's card game as penance. <laughs> I shall hover my laptop, hover over my laptop for a week while clicking the refresh button over and over on Serebi. Those sun and moon leaks have to show up sometimes. Oh well, mail time. While listening to, to you discuss your favorite steel types, I sat back and thought long and hard about my favorite ironclad Pokemon. It would be the silent assassin Bishart or the chivalrous and noble Escavalier. Would I lean toward the Crimson Crusher Scizor or settle on the feeble and funky-smelling Wormadan, a.k.a. Trash Cloak? <laughs> there are quite a few steel types, but I will never forget the faithful companion that traveled with me to, to the steps of the Leaf Four and pushed me to the Hohen Hall of Fame. The first time I used a steel type was in my run through a Sapphire. I stumbled aimlessly around Granite Cave, Desperately protecting my neck from the blood-sucking Zubat that lusted for my plasma. In my haste, I struck my shin on something hard and crumbled to the ground. <laughs> After yelling aloud a slew of curses, which raised my attack and defense but lowered my speed, <laughs> I looked in the dim light and behold a massive horde of vampiric bats ready to devour me. Now, my friends, I am sure you are on the edge of your seat waiting to hear how I stood my ground and defeated those foul beasts with my team of gem slayers. But it was the object that floored me that saved the day. For you see, by tripping and falling, I had wrestled a very angry Aaron from its slumber and roused its wrath. I pointed in the direction of the Zubat army that were mere inches from my throat and Aaron loosed a mighty tackle that shook the cabin ceiling, which dropped its stalactites upon our assailants. From then on, it was Aaron, 
A Aaron. A Aaron. 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 Yeah, I've seen it. Crushing the competition and rising through the ranks of the Pokemon League. By that point, Aaron had fully evolved into a strong and imposing Agron. Unfortunately, he knew few moves of merit. I spent the next few minutes slapping him with a CD and expanding its arsenal of widow-making techniques. He and I demolished the Elite Four, and we stood atop the broken bodies of our foes in triumph. Well, my friends, it is time to close. I have decks to build. I mean, Pokemon to catch. Oh, unless you're playing TCG, you still build a deck. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> yeah, later days, Red 7. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> that, was that, was, that was... I'm like... I'm tired. Oh. Like, I wasn't even in the story. I'm tired just by reading it. <laughs> wow, that's 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 a tale for you. Oh man, uh, Whimsicott, you want to get this next one from uh, yeah from a new guy, a uh, new writer, um, the old Canadian dude. Oh man, I feel like kinship already. <laughs> hey there, Puckle people! It is I, old Canadian dude. I have been playing Pokemon since its early days. I was in my early twenty-two when Red and Blue was released. <gasps> yeah. Wow. He's like older than I am. I feel so good. <laughs> I stopped playing around the time of Diamond and Pearl. My three boys started playing the TCG, and this ended up pulling me back into the video game. Two years ago, I decided I needed to play through the games and build a living decks. Wow. Today, I finished the national decks in Auras, and I have 712 poke. Books, I'm sorry. The remaining eight being given away over the upcoming month. My rule was I needed one of each poke, so I actually have all 712 Pokemon, all legit to the best of my knowledge. I am now going back to read or catch any pokes where I am not the OT. Wow. I have never been interested in competitive battling, so once I am done with this, I may try a Nuzlocke while I wait for Sun and Moon. Thanks for the podcast. It has kept up updated and entertained while I ground away at this living dex. Buckle has also entered our vocabulary. When my boys are going to sleep, we now say, see you on the flip-flop. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, shout out to Whimsicott. Best accent ever. And it is nice to know there is another not-so-young Pokemon fan out there. Thanks, old Canadian dude. Oh my god. Let me <laughs> reach across the Atlantic and hug you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you like my accent. I, I, it, it sounds so funny and stupid to me. <laughs> anyway, Pokemon I, fan in their 30s, high five, man. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right. Let's see. So this next one is from. I don't know what to call him. I don't oh, think he signed uh, his name anywhere. He did not. We will call him Jason. Mm-mm. All right. So, hey, Thatch and groupies. Just joking. Don't start complaining just yet. I've been listening to you guys for about a year or two. Oh, that's interesting. A lot of people jumped in around that time frame. Uh, mm-hmm. I finally decided to take a leap and get a 3DS and Omega Ruby. I do not in any way regret that decision. The videos on YouTube do not do the graphics of the game or the nostalgia justice. 
I just got on the chat and talked to Gator, and he sent me a poke that I wanted and was more than willing to help. And when he uh, and when asked, he just asked, I pay it forward. You guys have given me a ton of confidence in this series, even though I'm coming in very late. I just want to thank you guys for the podcast and the community you offer. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for using the community we offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the most important part to uh, most important yeah. part to me. I mean, I mean, if, if it if it was just the, the the like ten of us, it there wouldn't be any point. It in wouldn't it. be fun. Well, it's still fun, yeah. but not as fun. Uh, no, really. <laughs> Um, I have been away from Pokemon for a long time. I bought a DS Lite when they came out and had our, and, and has a, uh, diamond version after playing since Red on the original that, and that game is what turned to, what I turned to after patrols in Ramadi, Iraq. Then when I, then when I made it home, it was actually stolen while I was staying at a hotel and I've just gotten back into the series. Mailbag, my favorite steel type is easily Metagross, simply due to meeting him, due to him meeting the way I enjoyed to battle. Thank you guys for everything you've done and continue to do for the community. Oh man, you don't know thanks needed. We just do this because we have fun. Um, I don't think any of us are in it for the money, right? Nope. What money? Is there money and you didn't tell me about it? <laughs> yeah, I, I've never yeah. seen a cent. Didn't I tell you? I'm making like I'm making like five hundred thousand dollars a year making a Pokemon podcast. Well, gosh darn it, boy! Yeah, right? You should have told me about that before. All those advertisers. <laughs> <laughs> Green Taurus is like covering you with money every day. Yeah. Right. All right. Um. Mr. Maximus, get this next one from Antney. Hello, Papo. It's Antney. Been a long time since I last emailed in. I just wanted to say I've listened to all the shows, but life has kept me busy, so I haven't emailed in. On, the, on to the mailbag. My favorite steel type isn't a steel type at all. It's actually Tyranitar. Huh? Based on how beneficial he can be to steel types with the ability to set up a sandstorm. I love sand team, so that's why it's my favorite. I don't see much need to go into extreme detail about this Pokemon or benefits to Steel types. I also want to chime in on to the evolutions I want to see. I feel like we won't receive any more evolutions unless they are Mega Pokemon or Baby Pokemon. But I would love to see the Pokemon receive some form of evolution of attention. Butterfree, Kingler, Dragalge, Nuptal, Galvantula. Whimsicott, Magnezone, Feraligator, and Gliscor. Oh, wow. He is just Wait a minute. The last four Pokemon. (laughs) Those last four Pokemon specifically. doing a giant shout-out to the council. Yeah, right? That's what I'm hearing right now. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Me too. (laughs) Oh, man. Keep going, Maximus. (laughs) The science talk guy from iTunes comment. I realized that that comment doesn't make sense since the games have some kind of scientific type feel you play competitively. I was wondering if you guys would be interested to hear my theory on how, how the next Pokemon game will take place in a very desert uh, base. Desert based region. De- I don't know why I said desert. <laughs> it was in my mind. I mean, I hope it's a desert based region as well. That's a desert. I said, oh boy, I said. <laughs> I said ice cream Pokemon will be taking over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so is um Slurp Slurpuff. <laughs> I'm sure it won't happen, but I'll make an interesting thought. 
Thanks for reading and commenting. Bye. All right. Isn't there a Pokemon hack like called Pokemon Glazed where everything yes. is a sweet? Something like that, I think. <laughs> There's definitely a Pokemon Glazed. I don't know what's in it. I've never played it. I can't play all of these ROM hacks. There are too many. I mean, I tried a couple and then I realized, I mean, I don't know. They just can't catch my interest. Yeah, that's true. They don't feel enough like my classical Pokemon games, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I guess that's a plus for most people, but I can't get into them. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. You want this last I get one from ten little men, right? Yeah, you do. Right. Absolutely. I'm gonna try. Right, <clears throat> wavelength. Greetings, puny puckle meatbags. Ten mecha man initializing mailbag response. <laughs> Recalibrating human annihilation protocol initiated. How do you get out of workshop, Mecha Man? Mm, sorry about that. The art kind is still a work in progress. Anyway, hey, Puckle guys and girls. Ten Little Man here to answer this week's mailbag. My favorite steel type is hands down the beloved bug Butterfree. With compound eyes, it is much easier to find and subsequently steal items with Thief, and as a plus, it's super cute. What? Steel type, not steel type? Well, it's gonna be Magneton then. Well, Magnemite is cool and all, it doesn't have the charm of free that it's evolved from Masters. Uh, for Masters. Uh, I, I already screwed up with say, <laughs> Annihilation before. Oh, I find it funny that Magneton manages to remain viable in all three tiers where it is legal. I also can't help but feel a sense of kinship with its individuality formed by multiple individuals. Scizor scores a close second place, by the way. Well, I had best be going. It is a complex but overall good feeling to see that Puckle is finally popular enough to have to skip emails. It really shows why I love this community. Shout out to everyone who writes in when they get the chance. 20 magnetic flip-flops, 10 little men pulling away. Awesome. And that's it for our mailbag today, actually. So Yeah. We only screwed up three words and it was all me. <laughs> Wait, you? No, nah, I know I messed up a few times on here. All right. Well, the fun part is when I know how a word is supposed to be pronounced and I still manage to mess it up when I actually say it. Does it ever happen to you guys? I, I yes, don't suppose no, it absolutely. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, it, it happens more with uh, diff- like non-English, I'd say. But, like when I When I'm reading German, it happens all the time. Uh, well, you get what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, then. absolutely. <laughs> um, all right, then, guys. If you want to send an email next week to pucklepodcast@gmail.com, we will be a- we will be asking you to answer the question: What is your idea for the new pseudo legendary for Gen Seven? Send in your emails once again to pucklepodcast@gmail.com. And if this week you're just like, man, I wish I had some more Puckle Podcast goodness. Well, guess what? It's your lucky week. We're going to be putting out another Puckle Live episode this week, so check that out in your feeds as soon as you can on Thursday. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Check that out. And also, if you uh, haven't already, please check out our Facebook. It'll let you know when everything gets put up. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Puckle Podcast. Subscribe to our subreddit, r slash Puckle. 
Follow us on Tumblr, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. And if you have not already, please review us on iTunes. That helps us out tremendously. And I really enjoy it when getting the reviews. I read every single one of them. It's, uh, it's very helpful. It helps us all. Um, it helps more people find Puckle. It's great. We're also on the Google Play Store now. If you are using an Android device, that would be a mm-hmm. great way to find us. Um, anything else I should be talking about? Yes, I'm not Patch. Exa- Patch, what? do I exude an aura that makes you forget about the Green Taurus badge? Oh my gosh, yes. Because I mean, every I, time I, I'm I, on, I, I forget, forget about the Green Taurus badge, badge every week. I was going to mention it after. I was like, say, is he going to forget the Green Taurus badge again? <laughs> I, I do it. I, I, like, I think it's a coin flip about whether or not I forget it. I forget <laughs> it all the time. Is there is there a person you from the mailbag you think deserves the Green Taurus badge? There are actually well, two that I like very which much. Which did you like? Okay, I like the Japan man because of, of his description of Mega Farfetch. Okay. And mm-hmm. I like Old Canadian Dude for obvious reasons. Ooh, I'm I'm a big fan of actually Old Canadian Dude. Old Canadian Dude. I liked Old Canadian Dude. See you in the flip-flop with the kids. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with that <laughs> one. Old Canadian Dude, yeah. you got it. You got the Green Taurus badge if you go to the website. It's all yours. Pucklepodcast.com, by the way, where you can come and chat with us and hang out with us on the forums or the chat box if this week while you're waiting for your next Puckle episode. No blatant stare- or blatant uh, advertisement there at all. Uh, the next Puckle <laughs> chat box meetup, by the way, will be on May 15th? Uh, May so 6th. Late. Or, May 9th, actually. I lied. May 9th. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was thinking the math doesn't add up there. The May 9th, that's the one. Uh, so May 9th, guys, check it out. Um, pucklepodcast.com, go to the chat. I'll be there. I have some, uh, the Raikus to give away from mm. the, uh, distribution in Gen 4. So we have some of those to give out. So come on down there. Uh, also, if you haven't already and you're willing to help us, uh, become a better podcast and, or a better Pokemon community, you can check out Pucklepod or patreon.com slash pucklepodcast where we give out a host of rewards and later today before this episode is up I guarantee you there is a picture of the snazzy shirt for those of you who are at the $10 tier so um, I will be getting in contact with you and getting addresses because for some reason Patreon didn't give me your addresses and we will be getting these shirts out to you guys hopefully before the end of the month before I completely forget so uh, yeah there we go I think that's everything um and yeah so I'm Trainer Thatch I'm Mr. Maximus and I am the fluffiest Lindsay and here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower it's closing time
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.